The Commentary Booth is a show for media lovers by media lovers just like you. If you want to support the show, go to jamieappsmedia.com. Welcome to the Commentary Booth, the ultimate weekly entertainment recap and review show. My name is Jamie Apps, and each week I'll be joined by a rotating cast of co-hosts to run you through the entertainment media we've consumed during the week. Along the way, we'll provide you with insightful commentary and reviews. This week, I'm joined by a teacher who lists their favourite movie as the entire Harry Potter series and favourite TV show as Parks and Rec. Welcome back to the show, Leah Poulton. Hey, happy to be here. How's everything over your way? Yeah, pretty good. I'm excited that it's almost Christmas time, so school holidays is coming up very soon. Yeah, it's, what, six weeks or something? Yeah, I'm in week six now, so I've got seven, eight, nine, and three days in week ten, so it can't come soon enough. It's only five weeks from today, so by the time this drops, it'll be four and a half. Yeah, yep. Us teachers need those holidays. Yeah, right. Um, It's ridiculous this year, though, like. Yeah, the kids, the kids are off. This year's been a tough one, so hopefully we can come back next year and be fresh. Yep, yeah, and there's just like, I have no sense of time this year anymore. Mm. It's like all of a sudden it's like, oh, it's Friday or, oh, it's the end of the month. I'm like, where did that month go? Yeah, I know. I know, and then other times it feels like it drags on. Yep. But then you look back and it's like, oh, that's gone really fast. Have you started the uh, the whole Christmas shopping yet? No, I'm a late shopper. There's so many other things going on. Birthdays and all sorts of things. I suppose, yeah, you, you made one big purchase this year. Like, that'll do. Yeah, the house. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. That's, a, mm. that's the, the Christmas birthdays for the next few years. <laughs> that's exactly right. Now, what have you been up to? Super busy at work. Uh, and I've started Christmas shopping, and I'm essentially done. Ah, jealous. Yeah, it helps when you don't have that many people to buy for, but... Yeah. Mums I've sorted. Lauren's I've half sorted. My brother, I still have no idea what to even get him, so he's going to be the one that ends up being the last minute. Uh, Just have this. Yep. Have you been checking much out? Uh, I have been. Like I've been listening to a lot of podcasts, really, and I've watched one TV show, which we'll talk about later. Um, but yeah, I've been watching. I've been listening to All Killer No Filler. Yep. Have you heard of this podcast? No. It's, it definitely sounds like a Leah one based on the the title. Yeah. So you know, like I love my My Hero Metal, which I or keep banging on about, but it's the best. I one day was like, I've run out of all the episodes, so what am I going to do? I try and type in true crime po- comedy, and this is the first thing that came up. And it turns out I actually love it. Sometimes I even like it. I, would, I should not say this, but sometimes I even like it more than my favorite murder, depending on my mood. Ooh, blasphemy. Yes, I know. I'll probably regret saying that. But I do love them. They're actually really funny. It's two comedians, Rachel um, Fairburn and Cher- um, Kerry pritchard McLean. They're English, they're British, and they started this podcast 
Um, and they deal with like serial killers mainly in like England and they do like a serial killer a week. Sometimes they do like big episodes and they do like five, like a series, etc. but they're comedians as well. And they're just hilariously funny, different humor to my favorite murder. Like they're a lot more rude. <laughs> a very, very British humor. Yes. Yeah. Very British humor and hilarious. Like sometimes... Look, if you're coming for something that's very, it's still factual, like, unlike My Favorite Murder, that's just a bit like wishy washy with the facts. This one's still factual, but they do go off on like lots of tangents. However, being comedians, it's hilarious, like really funny. So, um, and one of the things I like about them is they don't, their motto is that they don't want to profit off other people's tragedy. So, they don't have any ads on their podcast so they won't take money for ads so you just get your your episode and you get to listen to it from beginning to end no ads nothing wow that's very unusual in the podcast world definitely definitely and because i always skip those ads i'm like oh my god boring 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 but yeah i kind of like their stance on that that they don't want to profit from other people's tragedies so they still want to tell the story etc but they won't do it do they have like a Patreon or any sort of support? They do still have a Patreon and stuff like that. And obviously they're still working comedians about like beyond the podcast. So they're actually doing stand-up, etc. although this year not so much. But, yeah, they do stand-up shows and they're still working that comedy world. I guess that's like their first job and this is like a sub to that. Yeah, it's a sort of a, a side project that advertises essentially what they're doing as well. That's right. And they don't do that's not like um they send like they do an episode every week. It's just whenever they can fit it in. So it's not really their main priority, but when they come in, they're awesome. They're really good. Okay. And I uh, yeah, I imagine sort of having that comedy spin on it makes it a little bit easier to dive into some of these stories which are probably pretty dark at times. Definitely. And their sense of humor is like my sense of humor. Like I enjoy it. <laughs> it's good. Nice. Uh, I we got sent the a special podcast early. We got to listen to the first episode of True Hauntings podcast. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah, so it's a new podcast created by two Australian ghost hunters, and I'm going to butcher this name, Rakowitz and Renata Daniel, and together they run the Newcastle Ghost Tours. Uh, and then with this series, they sort of investigate like really famous hauntings and paranormal stories. So the episode we got to listen to was the Amityville Horror. Yeah. And I I liked the way that they, obviously these are stories that everybody's going to have heard of and know a lot of the details, but they go through and find all the inconsistencies in the, the stories and all the different reports and even with this one, sort of how the movies have influenced people's recollection of the events and possibly explain some of the the unusual moments. Yeah. It's like very well researched and I'm not into ghosty things. I'm like, oh, come on. But they actually did it really interesting. Like they talked about the actual event. Like it was a bit more than just a ghost thing. Like it was like telling us the information and then expanding the knowledge that we already know. 
it was very much along the lines of the the true crime stories it was trying to find actual factual real life reasons for why these things may have happened rather than just being like oh it's this spooky thing and trying to scare you the whole time it was yeah actually trying to give you reasoning definitely yeah so i think that's one that people that do like the true crime and then maybe want to dive into some of the supernatural stuff it's a a nice easing in point it's not going to be anything ridiculous no it's 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 well researched too and i liked the way that they produce it like it's very easy to listen to and they they're friends so you can kind of like vibe with them i like that about those podcasts yep yeah and they had all the sort of they had little sound effects and sort of background music and stuff so it wasn't just dry people talking the whole time talking yeah yeah, that's definitely one that I think people should check out, especially Australians and might have to go up to Newcastle for a ghost tour. Yeah, I'd love that. Would you? Would you? Yeah, I love ghost tour. I've been on a few. Nothing ever happens to me. I always want it to, but nothing ever happens. Okay, you did not strike me as a ghost tour person, but okay. Yeah, I like to do I've done the one in Sydney Rocks, like the Rocks. Yep. That was pretty cool, like learning about the history of all the gangs, like and all that. It was really cool. I'd like to do the one that's, where is it? There's like one out west somewhere where you can actually like stay in the hotel farmstead thing. Yeah, I don't think I'd do that. You don't want to do that one? You just. <laughs> you lost me there. No, I want an out. Yeah, I want an out. Like I want to know where the out is. Yeah, that's true. I suppose if you're staying there and creepy stuff does start to happen, you've kind of got no other option, do you? You're just stuck there for the night. That's right. What else have you been uh, listening to, watching? The other big one that I've watched recently is The Queen's Gambit on Netflix. I actually started that with Sean two, uh, last night. We watched the first two episodes. How did you find those two episodes? And I was like, I was reluctant. I was like, I don't want to watch this. Like, this sounds boring. <laughs> and I actually, I'm hooked. I was exactly the same. I was like... A seven-part series about chess. Surely this is going yes. to be dull as, but it's not. And you know me. I like chess, maths, logic, don't like it, not my thing. Nah, it was good. Yep, yeah, Lauren and I both watched it last weekend and were the same thing. Like, uh, we'll give it a go. We'll see what the first episode's like. And f- I think we watched all seven in a in a weekend. Oh, wow, yeah. So I've only watched two. <laughs> One thing I will say is the main character, when she's at the school, mm-hmm. she looks like Credence from um, Grindelwald. <laughs> okay. Yep. <laughs> Her face. I was like, oh. Anyway, it might have been the wine, but that's what I thought. The old Harry Potter callback. Well done. Yeah. So, yeah, like The Queen's Gambit, it stars Anya Taylor-Joy as Beth Harmon, who is an orphan who sort of gets introduced to chess by the janitor of the orphanage, Mr. Scheibel, and quickly becomes this chess prodigy throughout the 50s and 60s. And it's cool too in the fact that it's like, you wouldn't expect a chess show to be enthralling, but it is. And have that female lead too is another interesting thing. Yeah, it definitely plays on that idea like chess is usually for men. The janitor's like, you can't play, like you're a female. And she just proves to be brilliant. 
yeah, especially in the 50s and 60s, it's a very male-dominated society, let alone in the chess world. And she's young. She's one of the only girls that you see competing throughout the series. Yeah. And like she started, what, when she was nine? Yep. Yeah. And yeah, at points she's playing kids that were younger than her when she started. Chess is a crazy world. Yeah. Not for me. Game, not for me. I can't think that far ahead. Yeah. But it was cool to see her do it. Yep. Yeah. And it's got those cool elements of watching her struggle with drug and alcohol addiction. Um, Which she got at the orphanage, right? They started her on it. So she thought. Yeah. I'm getting the vibe. I mean, I only had the two episodes, but I'm getting the vibe that she thinks that the drugs are what makes her good at chess. Yeah. So I did some research and apparently um, giving kids in orphanages those tranquilizers was like an actual thing that happened in the 50s. Right. <laughs> Pretty crazy stuff. Um, yeah. Through. Well, they don't want to take. I wish you know kids are pretty kids are pretty crazy. So like they're probably like, oh look, we'll sedate them so we don't have to do much work. Yep, yep. That's apparently what what it was. <laughs> wow. We have a whole orphanage of kids. Let's just drug them up so they're chill. <laughs> Which has bad consequences eventually. Yeah. So don't give me any spoilers, please. I was, yeah, I'm, I had some notes, and I'm not going to say anything more. Okay. Uh, just that Anya Taylor-Joy is incredible in that role. She's got like a fierceness and then she shows the skill on on the board and she's vulnerable throughout the series as well. And I wouldn't be surprised if this show, I hope it gets more seasons, but I definitely see it seeing a resurgence in chess, particularly for female players. Yeah. Like, I think young girls, like, you're probably not going to have a little kid watch this show because it's no a bit crazy at points. But, like, you might have teenage girls be like, I can actually play chess. I thought it was just a game for boys. Yeah. It made me kind of want to know the rules, and that's not like me. Usually I'd be like, oh. But I was trying to ask Sean, oh, what does that mean? <laughs> but that's saying something. If it's got me in there, it'll probably get others. Wow. Yeah, if it's got you asking about the rules, I... Now I want to see you and Sean play a game of chess just to see how angry you both get. No, that's never going to happen. He can't lose, Apsy. It's not worth it. I know. That's why it would be funny to watch. No, the week after him losing something, he's just the biggest crybaby. It's not worth it. I know. I've played Call of Duty and <laughs> PUBG with him. He's a psychopath. Yes, he is. Uh, so what was that other show you've been watching? So just randomly last weekend, I wasn't feeling that good. And I was like, I'm just going to put on a reality series. So I went on Hey You, the reality like streaming thing. And I was like, what's this show? There's a reality streaming service? Uh, yeah, it started with reality. Now it's got like some crime stuff on there. Um, it has like the Kardashians and all the things that I like to watch. The bit, bit of a trash TV show. but That is, that is a... Leah Poulton tailored streaming service if ever I've heard one. Yeah, it is. And it has like a true crime section. So I'm like, perfect. Anyway, so I went on there and I was like, oh, what's this show? Southern Charm. Have you heard of it? No, definitely not. <laughs> okay. 
So obviously it's been around for a while, but I just started all the way back to the beginning in season one. And it follows like people from, oh, I've forgotten the town now. In, um, in America, rich town, like very wealthy people and they're young, although this one guy's old. And it follows them around like this town where they do like polo and equestrian and like they're rich, rich, rich. Like half the people, half the cast don't work. Okay. They just spend money and invest things here and there. Like their parents are very wealthy and they've just inherited it. Anyway, so it has like some girl, this one girl has her head screwed on her shoulders and then there's got these boys that just want to go out and party and drink and basically they're always drinking. Like in the morning they'll pour themselves like a rum and coke. Good. For breakfast. Good. <laughs> so you can imagine the kind of stuff they get up to. But anyway, then then also this other guy's mum, Whitney, that's his name. His mum, she's hilarious. Like she's a southern woman. She's like 65, 70. And she's like, mummy needs her medicine. And she gets her cocktail and she drinks her cocktail in the morning. Oh, it's hilarious. But anyway, it follows this young girl and her name's Catherine. She's from a wealthy family. She meets this I forget his name now, but the older guy, and he's running for, um, like, not president. What's it called over there? Governor or something? Governor, that's it. He's running for governor, but he's a bit of a um, ladies' man. She, He's 65, I think, and she's 22. Oh. Anyway. What? Yes. Ugh. Yes, and he's running for governor, and then his friend's like, why are you doing that? This is bad for your reputation. Like, they're never going to. You're in, like, a, a conservative state. Like, don't go to her because it's going to look bad. You're not going to get in to. Yeah, I just looked it up. They're from Charleston, South Carolina. Yeah, definitely very, very conservative Republican. Very wealthy. Very conservative. Exactly. Anyway, so this Catherine girl, she's got a vendetta, right? Like, you can just tell that there's just something a bit off about her. So she goes to, like, be with him, and she's like, I don't care about their age. And then the friends are like, he doesn't lo- like, she doesn't love you. She's just using you for your money. And he's like, doesn't believe it anyway. There's a pregnancy scare. Then there's an actual pregnancy. And it's all drama. Like, it's full on. But it's great. It's really good watching. <laughs> yeah, when I'm, you mentioned it and I started looking for photos for the graphics, I did not realize this was a reality show. It looks... Yes. It looks like a Young and the Restless type deal. It definitely does. Like, they're very, like, well well put together uh, because they're so rich. Like, none of them work, and they're never going to work. They just have family money. So there's this one guy who has come from, like, small town, and he's trying to, like, he's studying to be a lawyer, and he gets his thing, but he hasn't sat the bar yet. But he goes out partying with them all the time. And he doesn't have the money, but he'll go and drop like thousands of dollars on a dinner to try and keep up with them. Jesus. Anyway, he loses Crazy. he loses his way. And, oh, it's, it's, it's just a different world to like immerse yourself in. Yeah, I can't imagine it's, it sounds very normal. It sounds pretty crazy. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely crazy, but it's fun. It's fun to watch. Like, it's just... A good, chill thing to watch. Yeah, something you don't need to sit and put 100% of your concentration into. You can just chill out and watch, have it on the background or lay on the lounge and if you go to sleep, it doesn't matter. Exactly. It's probably a little bit 
crazy to think where they got that money from though i know that's what i was thinking and they're living in like the old because like it's obviously like an old slavery town they have these big plantation houses like it's beautiful yeah that's but you just know the money that they're earning is ridiculous that's what i was thinking like their family has probably got all that money because they were slave owners yeah exactly not not an ideal way to be a rich family but no and you still see like this guy that's been the governor oh my god he does this ad right he's with Catherine, the girl that he got he got her pregnant who's younger anyway he's like trying to get back into the office and then his friend convinces him to do this ad where he has like half naked women dancing and he goes in there and like dances with them and then goes i forget his name let's just say it's capano or something he won't raise your, um, he can raise a roof, but he won't raise your taxes. <laughs> oh my goodness. you got to love American <laughs> political ads. Oh man, so funny. And she just gets angry. You would never see an ad like that here in Australia. Oh no, you never would. But like she gets so mad. She's like, why would you dance with half naked women? <laughs> oh, anyway. These people sound ridiculous. They are. I like it though. There's one girl that has her head screwed on her shoulders. Like, she's Cameron. She's, like, married, and she's just like, you idiots to all of them. So she's good. I like her. There always has to be one that is, like... Sensible. And, like, the dudes are a bit douchey. Do you know what I mean? Like, they're definitely party boys and... Yeah, they're just rich, spoiled yeah, boys. Yeah, definitely. Like, they wouldn't... I probably wouldn't be friends with them in real life, but, like, to watch them is, is quite interesting. Yep, yeah, they'd be the sort of people that you'd see out and be like, these guys are tools. Yeah, yeah. So on a much different note, mm-hmm. I watched on Stan the documentary series Seduced Inside the Nexium Cult. Okay, I was supposed to watch this and I never did because it's just a bit heavy for me. It's current though. Yeah, yeah, so it's a four-part series and it finished last weekend or the weekend before and it focuses on the Nexium cult and its leader, Keith Ranieri. The story is told through India Oxenberg, who is the daughter of Catherine Oxenberg, who is an actress known for her roles on The Love Boat, Dynasty and Baywatch in the past. Mm. And uh, this cult is crazy. It started out as, or was promoted as a self-help organization. So it was all these women coming together and men coming together to sort of try and improve their sel- themselves and be better in business and whatnot. And that's how India was actually introduced to the group by her mum. So they went together to this self-help weekend thing and she just fell right in she kept going back over and over again it was costing them thousands of dollars to go to these seminars mm-hmm. and it just it ultimately turned into a cult that was built to service keith and his sick twisted sexual fantasies right so i heard like a lot of the, the people that went to them, that is self-help, so he's preying on people that are obviously vulnerable. Um, but a lot of them were, like, pretty savvy people. Yeah, like, they were all sort of, like, 
obviously the Oxenbergs were pretty well off. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the other major players in the whole event was Alison Mack, who is a famous actress from Smallville. Yep. And it's all these people that were, you would think they had their lives together, but they were sort of going there to try and improve themselves in some some way. And he has just found this system to prey on their weakness. Like they might not have a lot of weaknesses, but he seemed to always find them. Yeah. So they would do these, what were they like? They were sort of exercises where they'd have a person sit in the middle of a group and that person would be asked to sort of retell a moment in their life where they struggled. So it might be where they just had difficulty at work or and they, he would get them to go like through in graphic detail where they would, it would essentially just break them down in front of a group of people. Yeah. And then that's how they sort of got them in. They break them down, break them down, break them down so much that they can then just Say, you need me. Yep. Yeah. So he like just nothing. broke them down to the point where they felt that the only way they could build themselves back up was to stay in the group and keep going to these different events. And they quickly, like India was separated from her mum like really early on to go through these practices. So she didn't have the support. Yeah. You can't have a support person there. And what it ended up being was they had this group where... There was Keith at the top and then he had, so under Keith, he had this group of women known as his slaves. Do you actually call them slaves? Like literal slaves? Oh, come on, girls. From then you should be like, this is sus. So then they they would be forced to practice what they called readiness drills, which meant that if he sent them a text, they were, or the leader of the group sent a text, they had to respond within seconds. And if they didn't, then they had to do like punishments or penance. Right. So completely controlling. Wow. Yep. Yeah. So like they could be sent a message at 2am and they were expected to respond within seconds. Um, they also had to supply collateral. Blackmail, yes. Could be anything from nude photos, uh, money, incriminating statements about things that they've done or family secrets. Right. So they weren't just putting themselves at risk. They were putting people they knew and family. So that if they decided to leave, that stuff would be released. Wow. It eventually got to the point. Oh, they also did extreme dieting and they had to do food diaries. So they were all losing heaps of weight. India says during this series that she, like, didn't have a period for, like, six months or something. Right. Because she wasn't eating properly. Yeah. And was he selling this as, like, this is how you're going to be successful? Or were they too far gone by then? By the time they got into this part of it where they were considered the slaves, they were too deep in. So there were still people coming in doing the self-help part but then there was this core group of girls that were pulled aside to be in this separate group and they were like having sexual favors for keith so either he would go down on them or they would go down on him yeah 
it eventually got to the point where they were branded with a logo on their hip. Yeah, this is the one I've heard about. And then that brand actually was his initials. It was just designed in a way that it looked like a Greek letter or something, but if you spun it sideways, you could clearly see that it was just the initials for his name. Once they were branded, they were sort of expected to then have their own set of slaves underneath them that would then service the group above them as well. What, so like a pyramid scheme? Far out. Yep. Because people like that are so, like, good at what they do. They're so charismatic. And obviously, like, they suck people in. And then, obviously, this collateral damage thing, they just had no choice. Like, it's only four episodes, but it just every episode you're like, oh, I can't get any more crazy. And then it does. And you're like, how? Yeah. Yeah, like, once they sort of... Once they'd sort of submitted all this stuff to him that they had, he had saved, like, and they didn't know where it was, like, they didn't know where he was keeping it or who had copies, so they were just like, I can't leave because if I do, this stuff's going to get distributed to the press and stuff. So it's just like, how do you get out of that? And yeah, it was, like, I had to watch it week to week because it was on Stan and they were releasing an episode a week. And each episode was about an hour or a little bit more. But it was compelling. Like, every Sunday I was like, yep, time to watch Seduced. Like, um, But now that it's complete, the whole series is available on Stan. So I think anybody that dives in now is going to end up binge-watching the entire series in a few days. That was good. It's good to watch. Like, it's interesting. Yeah, it, it's an, a great series i did like that it was only four parts they didn't try and yeah expand it too much and make it like six or eight episodes when it would have been too thin per episode like it was a nice tight compact each episode had enough detail but wasn't too long so yeah it's definitely one to watch but it's it's a heavy hitter like you wouldn't watch it for the faint-hearted no especially yeah like if you have issues with sexual assault or... Maybe steer clear, yeah. Yeah, maybe give it a miss. But I think for a lot of people, it's going to be pretty eye-opening to see how easily people can get sucked into this and then not know how to get out. Yeah. Like it got to the point where Catherine Oxenberg realized that it was an issue and she was trying to get India out. But as soon as she raised any issues to India, she just like went on the defensive and like was basically made to think her mum was the enemy, which nobody's mother is ever the enemy. Not when they're trying to take care of it. Obviously, she was so brainwashed that she couldn't see like her mum was trying to help just crazy like once it got to the point where they was branding people i was like what yeah don't like and the person doing the branding was a doctor that was in the scheme it's like um you're totally going against what a doctor is supposed to do you're not supposed to hurt people but okay so yeah that's pretty much it now that the ps5's out i haven't watched a lot i've been playing way too many games right sean's got his new xbox waiting to be picked up oh it's available to pick up now yeah 
he's gone away this weekend, but I was like, I'll go pick it up for you. I know, nice. Be prepared for how big it is. Oh, I don't know. It's not as big as the PS5, but apparently they're quite large. I thought as we got older, he'd grow out of it, but obviously not. No, definitely not. <laughs> uh, so what would be your top recommendation for the week? It would be all killer, no filler. Okay, perfect. For me, it's the Queen's Gambit. I'm interested to hear your opinion of the full series next time we talk. Yeah, definitely. Although I think next time we're talking is going to be our Christmas episode, is it not? I don't remember. Probably. It is. Okay. We might have to save it for the other one. Yeah, it'll be the first. The first episode of January will be the next one where we get to hear your thoughts on Queen's Gambit. Cool. Did you want to reveal what your how your uh, Christmas movie is that you're bringing to debate? Um, I do. It is The Night Before. Wait, is that it? Hold on. Yes. Absolutely. Is that what it's called? <laughs> that is, yes. <laughs> yes, The Night Before. Yeah, there was, there was some surprise picks when I... Asked everyone for their selections, so it's going to be a fun episode, I think. Yeah, I thought about doing Bad Santa. thought about doing Bad Santa, but I was like, no, this one's funny. Yep. Yeah, I was expecting Bad Santa, The Grinch, Die Hard, Jingle All The Way even, but so far nobody's picked those. They'll be little side topics that come up, I think. Yep. Uh, So thank you, everyone, for listening to the Commentary Booth. If you enjoyed the show, please remember to rate, review, and subscribe. You can follow me on social media at jamieappsmedia, and you can follow Leah over on Instagram at l.polton. The Commentary Booth is a fan-funded production of Jamie Apps Media. You can support the podcast alongside our magazine, Jamzine, over on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash jamieappsmedia. The following people supported at the Jam Publisher level or higher, and you cannot fathom how incredibly appreciative we are for their support. Brian and June Hart, Courtney Paulson, Tracy Apps. <laughs> <laughs>